Oh, let me just do this really quickly. Did you know that WHIV has been broadcasting in New Orleans for five years? I still can't believe it every time I read that. Holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> We're able to honor independent community voices with your support. So please support WHIV by going to whivfm.org uh, and click support. We also have a cool uh, store where you can buy very, very cool WHIV merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, lots of cool stuff. Right now, merchandise is at 25% off, so please go to whivfm.org, and please help to support community radio. We are New Orleans' only voice of dissent. We are not a radio station with a mission. We are a mission with a radio station, and that is to end all wars. And with that, let me just say good morning, Doc Griggs. I know uh, today was supposed to be the day that we were going to talk about your uh, glorious uh, uh, run uh, through the city of New Orleans, uh, and uh, and life happens as as it has uh, been for for all of us uh, recently. So, how's everything with you, my brother? Uh, all good in the hood. Uh, again, life happens. Uh, I had a quite an eventful weekend from Miami to here uh, due to some. Unfortunate event that turned out to be fortunate. Uh, we uh, were on the other side of it. I was I wasn't able to. You train for a marathon, and you're not able to run. So I wasn't able to run, uh, but uh, I'm going to run a marathon, and I'm going to buy myself a medal. And I'm going to. And I'm going to Are you gonna get yourself like a trophy with oh, like yeah. a runner on it, I'm like a find, real tall trophy that says? I'm gonna find a crowd of people <laughs> at the bars or something, and I'm gonna run in there we'll know, like, and finish. That's right. It'll say first, second, and third place. Oh, yeah. And yeah. only and Doc Griggs is mine. No, the biggest. It's gonna be winner. <laughs> it win. Um, but like, if I got one, mine would say loser. No, 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 it would not. That's something I, yeah, that, that, that's my line. You read my script. Uh, self-deprecating humor goes very far in this station. (laughs) Really? But, uh, over the weekend, let's just say I had a full immersion in community medicine, um, from, from literally laying on the floor with kids and teaching them about the heart to, um, Consoling and explaining to family members about potentially uh, last end of life decisions, right? Unexpectedly uh, in a hospital environment, uh, not mine. Well, kind of mine, but not mine. But then members of the community, uh, as I'm walking around, that are in grief. Uh, the thing, the thing that most people don't understand is that everything you do is customer service, whether it's Popeyes for that chicken sandwich. Uh, whether, or greeting a customer or greeting a patient at the clinic or 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 more importantly bringing food to a patient in their room right uh cleaning their room uh, or, or a resident coming in and and uh checking up on yeah, uh, his or her patient everything is customer service the whole, the reason that we're in this room is because of us it's all about the people uh and when we talk to students uh when i teach and talk to my students i teach them about acronyms uh one of which is being smart doc and i've had that conversation yep. uh you go your whole life and being everyone tell you oh you're so smart oh my god she can't, I can't believe she can read she can count he can he can he can count do calculus in his sleep and play the violin smart is an acronym for simple mastery of accepted and repeated theories simple mastery of accepted and repeated theories the only reason we know that four two plus two is four is because someone told us two plus two is four. But if you say what's two and two, uh, <laughs> uh, and you're from a different tribe, and some to some people two and two is twenty two. Are they wrong? No. Yep. 
to others. Two plus two is four. If you have, if you say what's two and two, but you're talking about two cartons of eggs with twelve in them, it's twenty-four. Two dozen. That's two what dozen. I said last week. Can you? Yeah, you, you, said. Me. <laughs> you said uh, if you uh, have right. two cartons of eggs, it's like, it's like <laughs> are, are they wrong? The, the point is, we end up drinking our own Kool-Aid. You uh, you go to school, you start thinking that you're so smart that you're better than the people that actually sent you. To get the information. Yeah. We come back and we judge the community. We're judging because I'm a doctor and I know all these big words. It's like, that would be like going to your, 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 going to a restaurant and them snubbing their nose at you because they know how to cook the food in this restaurant. Are you kidding me? We're all people and it's information and our point is to share the gifts so we can nourish the things that keep us alive, which is the re, re relationships. Um, just I would I was literally thinking about it on the way over here. The thing that energizes me is random relationships, the smiles. In New Orleans, we, we say good morning, and if you act like you don't hear me, good morning. <laughs> I don't care how many people are in the elevator. Good y'all, but y'all can't hear me. Hello, hello, hello. You <laughs> but it, that's how we energize, and the purpose of doing everything it is that we do, no matter what your walk of life, um, is to give and to shine your light. Uh, and I'll, I'll give other one, other people the license to shine theirs. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. that was, uh, he thought I was going to come with a zinger, a joke, <laughs> like just to just pow, cut his hand off, but I did not. I don't have that today. Um, just real quickly, let me just kind of very, very quickly before we bring on our guests, cause we do have some amazing guests uh, on today. It's a real honor and pleasure to have, we have actually a room full of people. We have some of yeah. Doc Griggs's, uh, uh all going to be at my celebration ma- marathon party. That's right. When, uh, when Griggs finally, you know what we should do is let's, uh, uh, at the exit, let's put like one of those tapes that they put at the end of a thing. So <laughs> yeah. when he walks through it, oh, yeah. he can walk out on the other side. I'm uh, signing autographs, vic- taking pictures. <laughs> Victorious. It's going to be a world record for me. Yeah. Witnessing um, history. Let's just kind of quickly do coronavirus and uh, oh, and oh. then just quickly do an update on what's going on. It is unbelievable Are how this virus me? has over the course of the last week. Last week, uh, Doc Griggs and I did a kind of a quasi deep dive uh, into what coronavirus is doing. Quasi deep, but I really want you to give this. He gives an amazing history that helps you understand what. Just, just come on, bring it. With, I know we talk, man. We yeah. are, you ain't got a cliff note version. Cliff note version. Come on, bro. Uh, essentially, this is a brand new virus. It's a red that, shirt on. That, Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, dude! I can wear red and get away with it, man. Hot month. Uh, essentially, brand new virus uh, that uh, we've seen three of these viruses. Uh, uh, this, in fact, what's going on with that? The summary that we we did together. I ha- well, I got. A monkey wrench got thrown in. Uh, yeah, of course, I mean, I, it's yes. going out today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, of course. Come on, Red, um, hurry up! All right, dude, yeah. you like this is pressure. Like it's like going to the bathroom and having to pee when everyone's looking at you. Okay, that's such a rosy shirt. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracted by the blaze. This is, this, is, this is what it's like. This is how I'm going to clinic today too. Um, the, this is a brand new virus uh, that that jumped from uh, animals to humans, and it's the third time. We've seen that at least this year with this particular or this century with this particular virus. We saw it with something called SARS. We saw it with something called MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Now we're seeing it with this brand new coronavirus. We still don't know what the intermediate host is, which is kind of scary, which means that we don't know where it's actually, uh, what, what animal it actually transferred to humans in. But over the course of the last uh, week, what we found um, 
was that some of the initial cases were uh, healthcare workers were mm-hmm. the ones that were sickened, and that hospitals were responsible for the uh, initial infections, which is referred to as a nosocomial infection. In other words, these are uh, people that go to the hospitals uh, when they get sick, and then they actually uh, are transmitting the virus to other people when they're in the hospital. We have something like over 40,000 uh, cases as of this morning, and something over 1,000 deaths at this point. Uh, which is really, really stunning, far surpasses what SARS was, far surpasses what SARS was. Um, A couple of things uh, uh, to note uh, as well that I think are are worthy of of discussing is that these cruise ships, there's one cruise ship in which more and more people are getting sickened on it. Can I interject? I got four points real quick. So for for clarification, uh, the coronavirus is... We're saying the coronavirus, but this is a class of viruses that it's a common cold. It, this this one is different because um, it came from an animal, b- because as from, opposed to the coronaviruses that we circulate amongst humans. Right, but the coronavirus that circulates among humans, it's it's it, it, people are focusing on the word corona. Oh, blah, blah. coronaviruses. We cat. It's oh, you got the coronavirus. Most people probably do. Right. That this one is different. Um, like you said, the other point is that the, the viruses like the flu, it's not uncommon for viruses to come from animals uh, through husbandry to humans. It's uncommon for this one because this one hasn't. I don't want people freaking out because all of a sudden you know, with the pets and the, the whole stuff, they'll freak out. Third thing. Um, well, the, these are also animals that are coming that are. Uh, exotic animals that are being sold. These are not like animals that are right, but, are kept at home. Right, 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 right. And, and then the, the other thing is that in when you hear hospitals, hospitals in China, China in like particular, ninety nine percent, ninety. What's the percentage? Most of the virus right now is found in China. These are things that are happening. Majority so is happening in China. I don't want people. And Everyone you know at the hospital many, freaking out. Like there are something up? like almost a hundred million people that are currently on lockdown in China, and we'll and, get to why. And 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 the exact thing that we said was going to happen is starting to happen. When I predicted that there's going to be an economic toll because if you have all these people that are staying home, they're not able to go to work, and if they're not able to go to work, what happens is, and also think about that China is the globe's factory well, for stuff. Well, everything, we, everything is made and produced in China. Yeah. And so when the Chinese, uh, or in this case, of course, the, the, the sick out yeah, has a major, every, there's a hundred million people and, 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 and that's 10% of the population of China. China is a, is a population of a billion people. Yeah. So a hundred million people is that's 10% what, of the population. And if they can't go to work because they're in isolation, think about this. All of the basic ingredients of medications are made in China. Mm-hmm. All of our just fill in the blank. This is made in China. Yeah, yeah. This iPhone was made in China. Yeah. All of our Mardi Gras bling is made in China. So Everything is made in China. I, I, I want to lead to that, but then I want to go to, because there's some really important pearls we put out last week. The the, the difference between this cold uh, virus uh, that we normally have and the reason that people are in isolation, quarantine, and for so long and why the being get to the infection and afterwards and right I got it yeah yeah so what what Doug Riggs is asking I don't know it makes sense until (laughs) until it clicks with him I had to wait for the other rose to light up on his shirt (laughs) 
<laughs> gotta have two red uh, lights. See, now look at I got the light over yeah. here. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, that's oh. the red. So it's not just me. Right? Um, what Doc Riggs is wanting. So what came out of last week was this fascinating understanding of how the virus is actually transmitted. So most people who have colds or the flu or whatever, we already know that you can transmit to other people before you start to feel the symptoms of being sick. So when you're when you don't feel those symptoms, that's that's being referred to as asymptomatic, right? A usually before any word means not, right? So not having symptoms, asymptomatic. So typically what happens, like right now I have a cold and I've had this cold for a little while. Now I'm not. Sir. How are you gonna tell us this I, now? Bro? I am not. I, but I, I'm not infectious, right? But I because so you wear a, a red shirt. A majority. A majority. A majority of uh, a majority of people who get the common cold, they are symptomatic before. Uh, I'm sorry. They they are infectious. In other words, they transmit the infection when they are asymptomatic. So that's one of the insidious ways these viruses insidious? get around. Insidious that? means it's Sid and Nancy, that's right? They, they were like no. in, they, were, they were in a punk rock band called yeah. the Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah. That was the insidious way. Yeah. Insidious means sneaky way uh, that uh, viruses get around. Unlike that red shirt, ain't nothing sneaky about it. <laughs> and did you see my cool blue jacket? That no, goes the red it? just it's blocked it out. It's contrasted beautifully. No, no contrast. It blocked it out. Um, Bling, and then bling. what happens is that when you get the sickness, you typically stop being infectious. Even though it makes you want to stay away right. from people. And then after you develop the sickness, you are definitively not infectious anymore. That's typically how colds and viruses work. This virus doesn't work like that at all. No. It's You are infectious when you are asymptomatic before, during the, the so-called um, what's the, the um, uh, incubation pre, period? Pre, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. During the incubation period of the virus, you mm-hmm. are you are spreading the virus. When you are sick, you are spreading the virus. Which, which, and here's the kicker: here's the heart boom. After the sickness is over, and you feel better, and you feel better, and you want to go back to work, you're still infectious. Oh, but oh, 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 but oh, but here's the red shirt. The the, the thing that stands out that the makes humdinger. It, the humdinger is doc. How long after you feel better? After you have the cold? After you have this this coronavirus? How and have no symptoms? How long are you infectious? We don't know. <laughs> so basically, you come you come to work sick. You start sneezing. We're like, you know, you got to go home. How long do I stay home? I don't know. Because there's no rec- there's sick. no recommendation. So this quarantine is that's just why. So, but I feel better. We can't. You can't go back to work yet. Why not? Because you can make everybody else sick. Okay. So how are they going to know? That they're sick or they're not because there's no symptoms leading up to it. Were they infectious then? Yeah. What about when they get sick? Yeah. What about afterwards? So you know what? Y'all just stay home. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a massive. That's, there's a massive economic disruption that could potentially nobody's come at work from this. And so uh, I hope you got your Mardi Gras beads. See, man. <laughs> See, now I was not. So, so what I've been trying to do, uh, and 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 even though it doesn't seem like it here, we're both big like like nerds when it comes to reading research papers on the literature and we'll we talk 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 uh i've been slowly just trying to doc is one of the top and i say and you you know we always say your friends your friends talk bad about you to your face and say the good stuff behind your back um yeah i've never uh, yeah i i I talk bad about you in front of your face and behind your back that's why you had a red shirt (laughs) 
I'm on this shirt. It's, it's red heart. Yesterday I had on a heart costume, so I got to give it to him. Uh, um, yeah, well, here also, <laughs> let's take note of Doc Griggs' fashion style. He's the dude wearing scrubs and a sports jacket. Yeah. No, it's like. I'm, it's, I'm ready, though. I'm versatile. There is not a situation that I'm not prepared for. He can go business meeting to, uh, to clinician in, I can walk in 30 in, seconds I flat, the time it takes to, to take off of a sports jacket. Business meeting, <laughs> kindergarten, you name it. I can go in the pulpit of a church. You, I'm ready. <laughs> CNN, call me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, no, well, so let's do quick station ID. <laughs> quick station ID. And if you're tuned in, you are listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs. I'm Dr. Derry. You had one more thing, and then we'll bring on our guests. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing is we're trying to bridge the communication divide and prevent. What happens is, and as we know, um, is we're trying to prevent the stereotypes, the xenophobia, the whole nine. If we start, if we let it out, uh, you're seeing uh, Parasite won an Academy Award, uh, Contagion. You realize what this can cause, and fear can lead to a lot of things, but can also lead to a lot of. And I'm the, I'm the transition guy here. Don't let him fool you. It can lead to a lot of uh, xenophobia. It can lead to a yes. lot of. I mean, this if we is go back to civil rights, and yes. when they said yes. that. Uh, the the least among us socioeconomically African Americans in particular they were wild stay away from them they have diseases and blah 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 that's that's it's for some people that's their default and then you start getting these painful painful and destructive stereotypes yes. against people yes uh, you know and it, it's not funny mm-hmm. and it can actually be taken seriously and 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 translate into policies that are discriminatory yes. and that it, 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 it's and if you look at the science it has nothing to do with it so our job is to get the message we bridge the communication there, divide dude so like not to like I, I promise we'll get to you real quickly just just to like because it's Man, such can a I send one of my interns my car get his, my, can you get my sunglasses out of my car because it's it, it's don't don't listen. Don't listen. It's such an important point that you're making. Can you it, take a picture. Of your let, like let's. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious about that. It's such a uh, dude. I'm about to make a super important point. Keep making it. I, I'm going to talk about like how the early doctors. What they used to do is they used to study quote unquote study slaves, and they used to give these um, these fake or faux kind of you know they they would kind of try to measure the skulls uh, yeah. and they would show that 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 when you're looking at the uh they called at, it phrenology yeah yeah they and they would yeah i mean it's and it was all meant to denigrate <laughs> it was all meant to denigrate it was all meant to denigrate black people yeah. uh and we still see i mean look at the president today is still doing stuff like that but it was meant to kind of to to show there was a reason to hate the underclasses yeah. in, the, in that case, and of they, course, this and is they a, based it in uh, pseudoscience. Yes, uh, of course, which, no science. <laughs> which, as we've evolved, it created a distrust. And what yes. happens is, to the oppressed, tend to be hurt by the distrust because to this day, uh, you have people that they'll bring up Tuskegee. They there's mistrust yes. in the healthcare system. Yes. Because there's no one willing to do the honest translation in letting people understand the benefits. So if you don't participate in the clinical trials, the medications that come out aren't relevant to you. And what happens is you we end up in the situation we are now um, of, of minimal health literacy and increased morbidity. The all of your hypertension, diabetes, cancers, the stuff that is really hurting us. We want to help ourselves, but we don't trust the system. So our job is to help. 
and again, Tuskegee leaves a very long uh, lasting uh, shadow, uh, if you will, uh, on our society. But that being said, it's really an honor and pleasure uh, to bring to us uh, the Repro Justice NO uh, individual. So today sitting with us is uh, Nia and Jamela, and it's really an honor and pleasure to have you guys on air. Uh, I think that the work that you guys are doing is really amazing. So just bring the microphone super close to y'all and, and uh, yeah, 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 just go ahead, Nia, yeah. Does you see how we're yeah, like? Yeah. Do you see kind of the way we are with it? Go ahead. You guys are gonna have to. You may have to approach it. Okay. You can kind of here flip it around. Oh, you can well. move. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Make yourself comfortable with it. Hey, yeah. what's up, y'all? Hey, Nia, how Happy are you? Tuesday, folks. What's Happy good? Tuesday. I'm Natalie Nia Falk, but y'all can call me Nia. I lead with they them pronouns, but I also use she and her. Okay. And good morning, everybody. My name is Jamila Webb, and my preferred pronouns are she, her, and hers. And we are uh, the feminist leaders of reproductive justice. Our group is called a Repro Justice NO. Um, yeah. And then, so just to kind of give folks some context around um, what the feminist leaders in reproductive justice are. So it's a national gathering of folks who have come together to increase awareness in the conversations around reproductive justice. Um, Traditionally, those conversations have been centered around abortion, um, and so it's our role and our desire in three different cities, um, Wyan and Wyoming, which is Cheyenne in Wyoming, um, in New Orleans, and in Phoenix, Arizona, to increase the amount of conversations we're having around reproductive justice and uplift positive messages. Great. And how did you, I understand New Orleans, but... Cheyenne and, and uh, Phoenix to me are, strike me as, I mean, Phoenix I can kind of understand, but Cheyenne strikes me just kind of my thinking about it is not, uh, did you guys, was there a consortium or how, how did that work? So I think it was identified, traditionally we have places that receive a lot of funding to get development of the people who are doing the work on the ground. Um, and at the core of this program, it's about developing feminist leaders and the people who are doing the work. Um, and so what you'll find is, while there is a bunch of powerful work happening around the country, um, places like the Bay Area, places like the East Coast get a lot of the funding to develop their leaders to build capacity to do the work. Um, and so we identified places that weren't necessarily those places. And so sure. there's a lot of spiritual work happening in Cheyenne, a lot of Native folk in Cheyenne, um, a lot of really Really strong birthing work happening in Cheyenne, um, just like it's happening in Phoenix too. Great, and then uh, yeah, Jamila, can you talk to us about? Re- you're wearing a shirt that says reproductive justice, so can you talk to us about what reproductive justice is, and maybe help us understand kind of how reproductive justice just means more than uh, abortion access? Okay, absolutely. So reproductive justice is a term that was coined by a group called Sister Song, which was a collective of African-American women around the year of uh, 1994. And so reproductive justice is the intersection of human rights, reproductive rights, and social justice. And reproductive justice is the right to have children, the right to not have children, and then the right to raise the children that we have in safe and sustainable communities. So that covers the spectrum of abortion, um, contraception, having access to health care, environmental justice, the housing, umbrella. Uh, housing, employment. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Can I also add to, um, yes. so first off, yes, you give it some good, rich, rich historical context and expanding our definition. And I also want to add to that reproductive justice is about our right 
to have autonomy and self-determination of our bodies. Yes. Um, and so that also includes the things that happen to our bodies, the choices we can make with our bodies, um, and the policies that impact our bodies, bodies too, right? So to me, um, in, a conclu- in addition to all the things that Jamila just said, it also includes being able to affirm your gender. It also includes to be able to be gender expansive. It also includes the right to choose um, how your body is interacted with and who gets to interact with it. Um, and we particularly have four different ways that we define reproductive justice as well. So they call that four P's of RJ. Right. Um, and it's says to us rj is peace so um being able to live at peace with my body and be happy and thrive in my body um that reproductive justice is pleasure the right to experience pleasure to give and receive pleasure um reproductive reproductive justice is protection um that's protection from any harmful policies um protection from institutions that seek out that are systemically created to harm us um and reproductive justice is prevention right so prevention from STDs, sexual health, um, and is there anything that I missed on that? <laughs> no, you pretty much covered it all. You get speaking the microphone, yeah. Um, Nia pretty much covered it all. Um, prevention is safe sex, preventing harm, preventing abuse, things right. of that nature. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right, right. And so what is the, so this is a, a new organization that was just recently started in New Orleans? Technically, it's more of a coalition. Oh, technically, it's more of a coalition of feminist leaders who are who are doing the work in Iran. Um, there is a plethora of beautiful work happening here, and a lot of it is being led by Black and Brown um, feminine women folk. And so, our organiz- our, our institution, our connection is about uplifting those folks and amplifying their ability to do the work that they're doing already. And how, doing how doing what? How, how are you doing that? Okay. So what and so the different groups across the country have different projects, different forms of outreach and things that they're doing. So one thing that our group has decided to do is for this carnival season, we've created a digital archive through an Instagram page. So if people go to our Instagram page, we have mental health therapists, we have um, sexual health providers, we have a different variety of providers and making people aware of different resources that are available in the community. We think one issue with capacity building is there are so many different individuals or amazing groups doing the work, but we're so fragmented that we don't know about each other. So one thing that's unique about our group is we're all being connected, and we're not just healthcare folk. There are artists, there are activists, there are herbalists, there are singers, and we're all invested in promoting health and wellness amongst our community here in New Orleans. So we have our digital archive, and then we also have a mass condom campaign. Mm-hmm. So we've ordered thousands of uh, latex condoms, lambskin condoms and vaginal condoms and we'll be distributing them throughout the city to different bars and lounges we have some cups um, that we're going to be giving to a bunch of different crews for throws with Mardi Gras that's going to have our RJ uh, mm-hmm. literature um, on them and um, on the condoms we'll also have verbiage on who is RJ which is our avatar and it talks about the four P's peace, pleasure, prevention, protection and then the verbiage on our condom wallets surrounding all of our condoms will drive people people to our Instagram page. So we just hope to promote resources and to start the conversation about why what is reproductive justice and it's everybody's business. It's not just this thing sitting on the wall that only certain people know about. This is something for everybody. So I got one major big and question. Hold on, real, real quickly, the, re- the Instagram page that... I was about be- to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That was my question. They're getting rowdy, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, did he not see this amazing red shirt? Yeah, yeah. I, am, I am on fire That's, today. Yeah, all right? he's, on, he's on fire. <laughs> so you keep referencing the Instagram page. What is the, what is the hook? 
food. What is the, the Instagram page is? I've got it right here. If you guys want me to do. Oh, it's, well, yeah. no, I want them to do it. Okay, you guys. What's the What's the Instagram it's page? A, yeah. It's Repo Justice N O. I'm on Instagram. Right. Is it all caps? Is there any dashes, underscores, or? No, I think it's all just Repro Justice I know. Yeah, dude, Grandpa, that's not the way Instagram works. Dashes and underscores. No, you know what? There's also uh, so you, you so, can also write so it out in pencil would, would, if you want. You just go sharpen it up. Would, and would, <laughs> would you be willing to to bet a penny that there are names on Instagram with? Underscores in there? There are definitely there. There are. Oh! 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 So what we're learning about now is circulation and cortisol, because what you'll notice in the upper doctor, uh, doc, Dr. Dare's upper uh, extremities and his face in particular is as red as his shirt. Yeah. Just like a boiled crawfish. Uh, if you're tuned up. <laughs> if you're tuned in, you're listening. No, no. So what's, what's the handle again? It's, 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 it's repro justice. N-O. So the handle is uh, Repro Justice No, and then one more thing I wanted to mention, yes. um, if you guys did not mind, was like I said, our particular cohort here in New Orleans is a group of ten individuals who are kind of already doing the work, and right. this project kind of is furthering to help us develop as mm. leaders. Awesome. So with me, Jamila Webb, my personal um, work that I'm doing, along with being um, a public health nurse, and my focus is women's health. I started an organization last year called. Her Health Nurse. Her stands for Health, Education, and Reproductive Justice. And the purpose of my individual organization is to uh, provide uh, health education to girls and women between the ages of 10 and 25 with the hopes of helping them make reproductive health choices with confidence. As a nurse, I've come across a lot of girls and young women who've dealt with STI exposure, unwanted pregnancy, things of that nature. With us not having standardized sex education here in the city of New Orleans, I feel that the lack of health information, there's a huge gap. And if women and girls were given this information, that can help reduce some of these uh, outcomes that we yeah, would like to prevent. So that no was my question. personal contribution to the reproductive, to the repro justice and know as a whole was her health nurse. And then Nia also has her organization that's doing oh, amazing yeah. work. Um, yeah. First of all, thank you for reminding us that, yeah, it's important to uphold all the many parts of the moving machine. Yeah. Um, and thank you for your amazing work. Um, so the work that brought me into this fellowship, <clears throat> I have two specific things. So the first is rooted around <clears throat> preserving the stories of um, LGBTQ queer and trans folks in the South. So I do oral history work with Last Call Oral History Project. Mm -hmm. um, and so our goal to preserve the stories and to connect them to today's young folks um, around who has actually created a lot of the culture in the South. Um, and my main work is called is with the Southern Organizer Academy. And so it's an organization I co-founded in 2017. Shout out to y'all. SOA, I love y'all. And so we're a capacity building and leadership development initiative. And so it's our goal to bring folks into a three-month organizing and healing justice intensive in which folks can come in, get all the different skills they'll need in terms of building a campaign, strategizing, um, turning your vision and turning your motivations into a theory of change. Um, and after the three-month intensive, we send folks back into the community to add to the capacity of existing organizations or to create their own campaign. And what's the name of that? 
the Southern Organizer Academy. And then how do people find information about that? So That's they can, incredibly important. Thank you very, very much. Um, they can find us at southernorganizer.org or at SOA underscore NOLA on Instagram. I hate to... I didn't even want to say it. I wasn't going to say it. Did she say underscore? If there was an underscore in Repro Justice NO, you would have said Repro underscore Justice NO. No, wait. So, no. And your Instagram handle is what? I'm better than Griggs. Yeah. <laughs> and my Instagram yeah, and Facebook are Her Health Nurse, and then my website is herhealthnurse.org. Absolutely. Thank well, you let me just do a quick uh, station ID. If you're tuned in, you are listening to 102.3 WHIV. Uh, this is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs. I'm Dr. Derry. My he Instagram has a very handle, red shirt on. My here. Instagram handles, I'm better than Griggs. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> with us today. His Instagram handle is I will need a slit lamp exam after this by an ophthalmologist because the bright light. Uh, with us today are uh, two amazing people from an amazing organization called Repro Justice NO. That is also their Instagram handle. There's no underscores. It's just Repro Justice NO. They're on Instagram. Uh, with us today is uh, Miss Nia, Miss Jamila. It's it's a pleasure to have both of you on. I just quick question for you, Nia, and then I wanted to kind of move over to Jamila because some of the work that you do and I do intersect uh, significantly. So, but Nia, you, uh, first of all, uh, you're the other organization that you do is Southern Organized. Dot com or org, you said. So it's called the Southern Organizer. So thank you. I know it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, our organization is called Southern Organizer Academy, um, right. and our website is southernorganizer.org. How how did you find that available? So wait, the the URL. Uh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Southern Organizer is an amazing <laughs> is an amazing uh, URL. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I literally think what happened was my co-founder and myself. Shout out to Key Jackson. Um, just kind of got lucky. Yeah, I feel like whenever amazing. the universe and your ancestors are on your side, you just somehow yeah. managed to get blessed. Southern <laughs> Organizer, that's amazing. <laughs> so again, please go go visit southernorganizer.org. It's a, they offer three month courses uh, or three months trainings, intensive trainings on grassroots the, community organizing and introductory healing justice competencies. Got it. That's amazing. Uh, that is really amazing. So, uh, but also, Julie, you had said a couple things that I kind of I, I specialize in as an infectious disease doctor and as and as an organizer and, and, and an activist as well. Okay. And and that is some of the things that I've been doing for years as an HIV doctor um, recognize uh, uh, that the lack of, of comprehensive sexuality education yes. um, it hurts our young people yes, it does. and and these um, and when you look back at the states that don't have comprehensive sexuality education these are also states that also um, are uh, former Jim Crow uh, mm-hmm. states uh, as well and when you look specifically at the harm that it does to young people and when you present the science to uh, lawmakers, to have them look beyond whatever uh, religious or whatever conservative attitudes they may have. And the science is undeniable. It's like saying the earth rotates around the sun. No matter how you wish the sun rotates around the earth, the <laughs> earth rotates around the sun. And the earth is also not flat. The earth is actually round and there's this thing called gravity and this thing exists as well they completely tune out and all they want to do is continue to have um this this notion of absence only sexuality education and so now i've reached the understanding and this is my opinion my opinion only this is not reflect the opinion of doc griggs doc griggs's organization it's not reflect (coughs) the opinion of the of the nonprofit status that owns whiv noceta but i think that these are laws are being done intentionally to hurt people and I was just wondering what your, I mean, your thoughts on, on stuff like that is. Oh, wow. 
Wow, that is heavy. Um, I mean, given that, given that th- there is undeniable understanding. I mean, just like you said, that when you go around and you start teaching young girls and young women about their bodies, and you mm-hmm. teach them, the four P's are amazing. And again, the campaign for the Repro Justice NO is uh, the four P's: peace, pleasure, protection, and prevention. That's an amazing, powerful message right there with those four P's. Thank you. And 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 w- when I when I see again, you know, when I first came to New Orleans, um, I, I there was just the 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 lack of understanding there was a time when I was seeing lots and lots of young women especially black young women in their early 20s were dying of AIDS so it takes about 10 years to die of AIDS so that means that they probably were infected or had the HIV the virus infect you know transmitted upon them in their early teens that's not consent to me at that point right I mean this is unlikely to be the case and uh and 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 because when you are looking at black women especially in younger black women there's such a lack of empowerment because our society disempowers not only black people but particularly black women mm-hmm. when you get to the other side of the 40s those are the most empowered people i've ever met are, mm-hmm. are black women but but moving through that process it, you know to me the fact that we do not protect our young people for with sexuality education is something that again that i i see as being a, a huge missing piece and something that i've been personally working on with one of my organizations that we get some um and we're actually trying to work with the city to try to do some comprehensive sexuality education as well. Yeah, yeah. So what I will say is, and this is coming from an authentic place, just when we think about the history of the United States, when we think about the current administration, to me, not much has changed. And so please know that I don't want to um, disregard or to say that the powers that be are not responsible and are not invested in black and brown people and in women. But I just always come from a place of if many of us were put into a situation that we necessarily did not um, create ourselves, what can we do to better the situation? And so I'm not going to go to someone and beg them, please see my humanity. Please give me money. Please change your mind about me. I feel that the most empowered thing I can do is with the education and the access that I have, go into the community and fill that need. And where is that need? That need is sexual sexuality education. That need is exposure to gender fluidity and to all these other concepts and things that people may deem inappropriate. So to personally, I don't even want to spend time on, it's clear that these lawmakers or whoever don't care about us. I just feel that as an African-American woman who's educated, as a nurse who is empowered, as someone who's invested in my community, I'm going to personally do what I can to make sure that I support those who need it the most. And so that's that's just the mindset that I sure. have. I feel that going to someone and begging them no, to please see agreed. me as, you know, please don't throw paper towels at me after my house has been destroyed by, like, I, you know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> is it yes. great? So. <laughs> it, it, and Doc, maybe talk about what Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving is. I think there's a really nice tie-in right here. So Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving is just, it's it's it, it's a movement. Uh, mm. It didn't start that way, but it started as a movement that started at my grandmother's house. started growing up at my grandmother's house. Mm. My grandmother was diagnosed with diabetes when I was 11 years old, taking five shots. She made a lifestyle change for not just herself, for the family, where she started going, making sure that she went to the doctor. Everyone went to the doctor. She ended up getting off of her insulin needles, uh, changed her diet, started eating smaller portions, going to the, had us going to the mall, doing mall walking. So she got checked. She realized the fitness within the food and the moving, making sure that we uh, exercise. 
Um, had a recent conversation with a family member of mine that has issues with peripheral vascular disease. In our family, we call it poor circulation. And that's what a lot of people know it as. And, like, there's nothing you can do about it. Actually, you can. Uh, you can exercise and work out. The more muscle you build, the more it's called revasc- neovascularization. Uh, basically, the more muscle you build, the more blood vessels grow. Uh, the more blood vessels you have, those ones that might be kind of closed off or clogged up, you can, blow, you can actually grow blood vessels around them to get blood where it needs to go. So it's the importance of getting healthy, getting eating healthy, going to the doctor, and getting fit. We simplified the messaging but more importantly it starts with knowing your history uh, and i got my mm-hmm. own transition here for this that's where it started uh, my family has five at least five generations of diabetes um but we have to get dig into the why uh for de- uh, generations we passed down that it was a little sugar and we thought that if you ate sugar that you would be di- diabetic what happened when people went into comas in my family is the keto asked they fell out so if you eat too much sugar you fall out and die well My grandmother made us start looking at it a little bit differently. And there's a school of thought. If you say the term diabetes, you think it's bad, right? It's a bad thing to have in your family. Um, And same thing with hypertension, right? Well, there are other schools of thought that have been reinforced uh, that if if and when back uh, after Middle Passage and that slave, that that cruise ship ride that was not a cruise ship ride at all, um, no matter what people try to tell us when we were growing up in certain parts of the country, there was nothing pleasurable or okay. good about it. Uh, we were brought here to be in the South and to really generate the world economy. It was yes. cotton. I mean, not mm-hmm. just the United States, but the world economy. If you didn't have a mechanism to keep your blood pressure up, which is what hypertension is, and your blood sugar up um, from Kent in the morning to Kent at night, you died. And for those that were left, or punished, those that were left, they got together and made babies, and they passed down those genes. And so we start looking at these things as as things of empowerment or survival as opposed to something bad because you dictate your own – your mental state dictate. My grandmother died of a strong will. Uh, she got depressed and decided that she was just going to stop eating and drinking at 89 because her best friend passed away, and there's nothing we could do about it. And the body uh-huh. starts to do what the body starts to do mm-hmm. um, when you do that. So it's the same principle that I try to get people – to see in themselves. Uh, if you go to the doctor to monitor the science, realize that you can feed your body um, the healthy things that it needs. You're made up of proteins, carbs, fats, and water. Um, that's what you should mostly be eating. Um, and you should exercise, find something that you like to do, and do it. If you had the genes for high blood sugar and high blood pressure back when the sun was out at 150,000 degrees all day, every day with no water fountain, you would be more inclined to eat salty foods that bring water into the body and the excess salt, you sweat it off. Anyone training for a marathon, my last training was 20 miles and I had salt all over my face. Why? Because I had a high concentration of salt in my diet and I didn't drink enough water. But the skin, like the kidneys, is an, an, an organ of excretion, so it comes out. So as technology advanced... There we are. So it's kind of the same principle with history behind it. So what I was trying to do, my question, I was sitting back and listening first, is we're at the point of reproductive uh, justice, just a breakdown of what reproductive justice is. And then I want you to go into, especially particularly in our community, this whole hypersexualization and and imaging and how it was a survival mechanism from the same origin that was passed down from generations to generations and now we're fighting it and it, because it's been passed down without the proper proper context and the proper education because it sounds like we're all on the same page is that we realize mm-hmm. the key to all of this is being able to talk to people and truly educate them and once y'all know once you give it to people and they understand wait what 
That's all it takes is wait. What? <laughs> and that's a wrap. So, so if you could just give us a little context, and I mean, we have a historian here, the whole nine. Like, how do we? How do we? How do we? We shine. We, we, we have the same story, but I want to shine it here. The, the historic history and what you and where we are now. Yeah, I mean, you. His red shirt inspired yeah. me to say yeah. that one breath. One breath. Dude, dude, right. you're, on, you're on fire I know what, too. <laughs> I know what I can offer. Um, it's kind of, kind of textualizing the history around this like hypersexuality, like hypersexualizing our bodies. Yeah. Um, and how even back on like the plantation days, like black women and black men were actually sexually kind of overthought, studied and surviving. Exactly right. Where like folks were bred in a certain way. This is African American um, History Month, by the way. I'm throwing that in there. Yeah, yeah you good. See that. Thank you. Black history, my y'all. I'm I'm insidious with that. Yeah, yeah. Insidious oh, with that. You, you are <laughs> insidiously interjecting yeah. Black History during Black <laughs> History Month. Man, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. And so that hypersexualization has continued to be passed down to where there is a desire for Black and Brown bodies, feminine trans bodies. Um, but there, there's also a sense of destruction, too, in terms of criminalizing sexuality on our bodies. Um, and so because there's, a, there's that contrast of desire and destruction, which exists to this very day, you can still go out on the block and see people paying to be with trans people, people paying to be with like black people, um, and intentionally seeking our culture and our bodies and the way that we exist. Because there is that contrast of destruction and desire, um, we are shut out from places like education. And it's rooted in the hypersexualizing of our bodies back in slavery times. Jamal. Wow, these he has um, some great questions. So when I Speak when he okay he has some great questions. So when he asked about the history of reproductive justice and mm-hmm. how do we bring it to today, I would like to reverence um, one of the founding mothers, one of my personal heroes of the reproductive justice movement, which is a sister by the name of Loretta Ross. Okay. Um, so Loretta Ross, one of the founding mothers of reproductive justice, she was a survivor of rape. Um, she was forced to raise um, her only child um, who was uh, born of incest. And then she ended up being a victim of sterilization when she was one of the first women to uh, try out the IUD back in the 70s. And I apologize because I forget the name of uh, what it was, but it was like the very first prototype of the first um, IUD. And so when we look at Loretta's story and we can tie that today into the the Me Too movement with her having to survive uh, rape and assault, which ties into the sexualization of our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, the disempowerment of women when we're disrespected by men, sometimes when we're catcalled, even if we're offended by a male in our family or maybe let's say it's the mother's boyfriend or something, you're forced to be silent. Why? Because of shame. Because if a man comes after us, it's our fault and we're held responsible. Rarely do you see men being held accountable for their actions and then on to the medical mistrust which Dr. Greggs mentioned early with the forced sterilization and so while many people could have folded or given up or had negative um, responses to those situations Loretta ended up taking her experiences and now she is one of the leaders in the reproductive justice movement so she was one of the first women to head a rape crisis center in the 1970s she's helped develop language around reproductive justice, around inclusivity, around appropriate whiteness and how to be a true ally. And so when I look at her story, I think about how all those things from the past can be currently um, tied into the present. And then how does this tie into New Orleans currently? 
Um, we're all just still in the same boat. And I want everyone to see that one struggle, we all struggle together. The prison industrial complex, there's still the huge gap between um, white wealth and black wealth. The fact that the tourism industry, which is one of the largest industries that helps feed our local economy, but yet... 40% of the city is at or below the poverty line. So all of these struggles tie in together, and I hope that I somewhat answered your question, but I just wanted to use her personal story as an example of how all those things historically still tie into many of the things that we experience today. And I think an advantage that we have today being in 2020 is we have the visibility, we have the language, and we have the voice. All of the Me Too, all of the RJ, all of the things that we see out in the public, we were not in a culture where we could see, say these things and verbalize these things. It was previously a um, just a culture of silence around violations of any sort, whether they were sexual, racial, and otherwise. So while we still have a long way to go as individuals, community, and a nation, I think that we're in a very special place because now all of those offenses and violations and wrongs that are being done are no longer being held in silence or in the shadows, but they're coming to the light. And the first part of change is what? Acknowledging the problem, speaking and facing the problem. So we're all face, we're all acknowledging and speaking these problems. And now the next step would be what are our action steps that we can take to truly start addressing some of these problems. So with us, I think our campaign, I think our con I think connecting people to resources that serve low and no income folks around the city that they may not know about is a very small start, but it's one positive step in the right direction. Wow. You're so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you're so powerful. Oh my God. Wow. So the question I have, um, and so as so as we are not just smart because that was amazing so as we're not just smart because we get it and we're all in the same team and same fight Mm -hmm. if you're on a float and you pass me a cup with reproductive justice on it and has condoms in it and i don't know anything about oh thanks i got this cup my condoms got some rubbers i'm good let's roll what how do we let people what do you how do you let people know how this relates to them because it clicked and you meet other people that it clicks with it's great but it it's 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 for people that don't know that they don't know what how are you translating mm. i went with get checked get fit get moving talking about their mm-hmm. famous simple messaging so people understand that this is this relates to everyone come with your message for the people that like wait so wait now this that wait wait that that happened to me what how what's your connection i think one of the one of the quick ways that i'll say and then i'll I want you to offer something too, Jamila. Mm-hmm. Um, is that one of our big billboards that we're hoping to put up is that RJ is for everybody. So reproductive justice is for everyone. It impacts everyone. Um, it's not just about birthing rights, although that's a major part of it. It's about our connections to our bodies and our ability to have self-determination and autonomy over how our bodies exist in this world, navigate the world. So inherently, it impacts everyone. Um, yeah, that's what I would offer. So uh, to to piggyback off of what Nia said, when folks receive our condom wallet, it'll have an avatar on the front who is RJ. And then as they open it and on the sides of the condom wallet, and I'm going to pull up a prototype so I can show you guys. But our hope is from seeing the avatar, who is RJ, and then as they're forced to open the wallet to get the condom out, oh, RJ is peace, RJ is pleasure, RJ is for everybody, that that will kind of drive them to our Instagram page. 
And so how does this relate to everyone? Pretty much the majority of us got here from what? Sex. Sex is natural. Sex is, is human. Um, there's nothing wrong with sex. Everyone is entitled to an enjoyable, pleasurable uh, sex life, uh, sex with consent. That ties into uh, reproductive justice, and we hope to take some of that shame um, away from sex. I do the same thing with her health nurse when I talk to my girls um, about sex. And so we hope that just connecting with folks on one of the basic human needs, sex is pleasurable, prevention, peace, protection, okay, and then that'll take them to the page. So, you know, it's something new. It's something different. Maybe everyone won't necessarily be drawn to go to the Instagram page, but we just feel like that's a good basic way uh, start to get folks engaged with the message. And, and just to give you uh, <clears throat> an idea, and again, for more information about that, you can find that at Her Health Nurse on Facebook and also on Instagram at Her Health Nurse, and that is uh, Jamela's uh, program. Uh, and again, Her stands for Health uh, Education and Reproductive Justice. But th- just this morning, I was reading an article that Virginia <clears throat> is on the cusp today uh, uh, to possibly vote and overturn a law that has been a law for some like 150 years wow. in which sex between non-married people uh, is is against the law in Virginia. <laughs> and they are going to today. Yeah, wow. just, to, <clears throat> give wow. you, just to kind of double down on what you're talking about, how sex has been shamed and has been codified into law that if you're not quote-unquote married, if you do not have sex outside the standards that our our white patriarchy uh, uh, system tells you how you need to have sex, therefore, uh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, and you know, and then you probably heard of uh, Ken Cuccinelli, who is, uh, I don't even know what position he has now, but uh, this is the guy that's trying to, you know, so sodomy is thought of as not only is, is both uh, anal intercourse, but it's also oral intercourse. Mm-hmm. And there are states around the country that still have uh, laws that are on the books that are that that uh, oral intercourse is illegal. But I will give you some good news. I'm going to give you some good news. And this morning, so 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 yes, yes, crimes against nature laws. Exactly, that's right. And in fact, it got it got turned over in Louisiana. I think a, a couple of years ago. Black, beautiful black trans activists and black women activists. Shout out to Women with the Vision. Shout out yes. to Ken. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out to Ken Can't Stand, Wendy Cooper, who has been on the front lines leading marches against um, the crimes against nature, a powerful black trans activist who just got her master's degree. So shout out to educated black trans women. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so just, even Louisiana. And so, and then also in South Dakota, there was a law that was being passed that was going to make physicians, it was going to be illegal for physicians to provide trans care for people under the age of 18 wow. um, it passed the house but it did not pass the senate so they but i you know the way these laws go so they're going to keep trying to push these laws through but they're making it illegal for physicians to prevent puberty uh in uh, essentially physicians wow. that are and i do trans care right and so but i my my age usually starts at 18 because okay. i'm an adult physician mm-hmm. but for uh, uh family physicians or pediatricians Please. that provide trans care uh, and god bless those folks right because they do amazing Amazing work, um, but uh, they were—they are making it illegal. Uh, and but it, at least in South Dakota, they actually over for right now they block that law from from moving forward. But still, the fact that again this goes back to how bodies are being regulated uh, and sexuality is not something that that our society allows people to experience on their own. You know, the, just the same that we're going to start seeing forced births now, right? You will not have an option to prevent a, a birth should you 
you get pregnant. And even though this is a law uh, that is guaranteed in the Constitution, the Second Amendment, oh, you can't talk about the Second Amendment at all. But the <laughs> amendment that allows women to the free access to, uh, to uh, abortion rights, yes, and to have a choice to not have a forced abortion, because that's what essentially uh, uh, anti-choice is. These are people that support forced births. And yes, thank you for up, thank you for uplifting that, and to expand that the way that we're talking about it too. Women and people who might have been born as women, and people trans men. There are a bunch yes. of people who experience pregnancy in many different bodies, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. We, so what we will see is a forced births from those bodies of yes, folks, and yes, we'll also see increase in illegal abortion. Are things yeah. that are like probably off the cuff are what do we call it DIY abortions, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The so-called back alley or hanger. Or, or, um, in yeah, fact, yesterday, I my co-host on my show yesterday, uh, a gentleman named uh, AJ Strong. Who's a, a trans man? Do you know AJ? Oh, yeah. yeah, who's a trans man? Was talking to us uh, yesterday, so I'm not. He was on the radio talking about this, so I'm, I'm sharing something that we talked about yesterday. Was he gave us kind of you know a really detailed um, kind of history about him trying to get a hysterectomy oh. and the difficulties oh, uh, wow. it is for a trans man to to have a hysterectomy, uh, and then went through in a very detailed. It was very. It's. I'm not going to even repeat it because it's hard for me to even talk about it because it's so quite literally painful. To the process uh, and how, you know, had he possibly waited to have his gender marker changed so that he was still listed as a female, then he would have been able to go in and get a, uh, a, a hysterectomy. But right now is still has ovaries in the uterus and, and uh, but identifies as, as a man. So and locked. our Medicaid system is so locked into saying your marker says female therefore you get a uh, you get a hysterectomy as opposed to oh your gender marker lists you as a male but you're getting a hysterectomy hmm let me dig a little deeper and see why that's the case there and might again, be complexities there there might be nuances in how our bodies and the genders exist which mm-hmm. is also reproductive justice and it also gives so much yes. room like by giving those people the right to affirm their gender and their bodies it gives everybody else so much room to expand themselves to in all their identities absolutely so we got about three and a half minutes left in the show the hour goes by quickly do you guys have uh, the three of you any any closing comments or anything this has uh, been an amazing hour we got we had black history here being taught uh, Griggs was on oh fire my. you could tell Griggs Griggs was on fire I, I came up with a new Instagram account uh, I'm badder than Griggs so, I mean a lot of yes. stuff came, a lot make of sure stuff. you follow us that's right yes make sure you follow Repro Justice NO that's Repro Justice NO please note there's no underscores yeah. uh, or dashes in there I think the only thing I would say is um make sure so make sure you support invest um develop Black trans people, black women, yes. um, films yes. of all colors. Make sure you invest, support, and develop those folks because there is a lot of brilliance out there, as you can see. Um, there's a lot of desire to create something for ourselves. Um, and there's just a lot of adversity and not enough intentional and development for us. So support black trans women and films. Support black women. Um, follow us at Repo, Repo Justice in O on IG. Um, yeah. And thank y'all. Yeah, thank and you. Thank you, Jamila. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. I, I really enjoyed um, being here with you today. And what do I want to leave our listening audience with? Um, that you guys are loved and appreciated. And just to please take care of yourself. I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Um, by by me being a, a nurse and a healthcare provider, I'm constantly giving to others, and sometimes I feel depleted. But I know that when my mental health, when my physical health, when when I feel in order, I'm better able to show up and support 
others. So I just want everyone um, out there to please take good care of yourself as much as possible. Thank you so much. You can find more information at ReproJusticeNO on Instagram. You can find more information about Jamila at uh, Her Health Nurse. Uh, that's HerHealthNurse.org. Uh, her, her Facebook account is Her Health Nurse, uh, and she Instagrams at uh, Her Health Nurse. You can find more information about Nia at SouthernOrganizer.org and the amazing academy that she has, which is Southern Organizer uh, Academy, uh, which uh, does intensive trainings on uh, on social justice and, and racial justice issues. Doc Griggs, we got uh, a minute or so. That's real easy. Get checked, get fit, get moving. Get Wa- flu vaccinated, wash, wash, wash your hands. hands, get your flu vaccine. <laughs> uh, keep your eye on, keep a, a watchful eye and a listening ear on the coronavirus. But for right now, take the precautions you should be taking. There are more people right now that have died. What is it? What's the latest count that have died so far? Thousand, about 1,000 people. No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, over 10,000 people. Yeah, 10,000 from the flu, and that happens. Right. So, yeah, uh, please get vaccinated. Get check if they get moving. Get vaccinated. Get your condoms from Repro Justice NO. If you guys want to drop your packets here at WHIV, we would love to have them as well. I also I would love to have some of them at my HIV clinic as well. I'm, okay. I'm at the Pythian, uh, so we would love to have some of that at the at the Pythian as well. Um, anyway, are we good? We're good. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you oh, next oh week. is that? Uh, nope. No, it's not Mardi Gras. Dude, That's the week. Not the no Instagram account. Dude, no Mardi Gras. Dude, no, so hold on. So you do Griggs, know Mardi Gras. For your information, so Mardi Gras happens on a Tuesday. So Griggs and I will be hanging out for Mardi Gras. And the last time I hung out with Griggs <laughs> on Mardi Gras, he got he got hit in the face with a bag of beads. But those laws are going to be changing. I was concussed. Economic update starts right now. Empty, long brick buildings where factories once hummed, where nothing happens now. Many of them have been sitting empty for decades. And so the capitalists built Detroit. Then in the 